What's up? This is Kalanji Jamachanga. Yo, we're Kamal Franklin. And we represent Renegade Culture. Culture, 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 culture. What up? Gotcha. Renegade Culture's in the building. Yo, it's Renegade Culture. Yes, we are broadcasting live. From? From Little Five Points. That's right. We hear there's a civic engagement thing happening uh, out here. Civic engagement? Civic, you know what I'm saying? doing civic engagements? I'm not sure, man. You know, the money was right. Oh, yeah, okay. You know Fuck that. We here. We in the building. <laughs> in other words, there was no money. So that was why the check. money was uh, right it, and shit it, like that. It was right, but, you know, uh, Dougie can sign the check. Yeah. That shit about to bounce all over Little Five Points. You know points. what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit about to bounce. You gonna see that shit. We got checks out there. We got checks coming. Nah, yes. don't you worry about it, guest host. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> exactly. You just keep talking. You just keep talking on the mic. That's all. You feel it right here. You haven't heard your strength, brother. Anyway, Renegade Coach is in the building. I am Kalanji Jamachenga. Yo, I'm Kamal K. Franklin. And we have a what? Hey, wow. Wow. Yo, are you new on the mic, Minister Server? Hey, listen, I you got a wait on the mic. I, I was doing this when, when these guys were still in junior high school. In other words, he's old. That's we have, we, have, we have an ancient, ancient guest that no, no, dug up. I'm not old. I'm ancient. Ancient. You know I mean? He's ancient. Yeah. He just cut through our group. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we have the ear doctor on the wheels of steel. What up, what up, what up, what up? Jersey. And we, we was going in line and whatnot. Then our, our guest co-host, he just came in and just What's jumped in the goddamn barrel. What's his name? Uh, Minister. Minister. Server. Yo, Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Minister Server. He deserves yeah. a round of applause. What's up? Hey, yo, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all having me on here again. You know, this is one of my favorite podcasts. When are your favorite, B? Come on, man. You know, you know I, I'm down like 10 podcasts. You know, I got to wow. say, Wow, man. It's cat right here. You got to be this political. Is a, this is a political one. You know what I'm saying? You know what <laughs> political. Mean. Jersey. You know what what up? Jersey. Jersey. If y'all shout out Jersey one more time, Jersey. it's going to be a problem. Jersey. Anyway, we're here with a number of different groups. We got the New Georgia Project in the building. No doubt. Two. New Georgia. Civic engagement. Yes, Civic yes. engagement. You got the Democratic Socialists of America. Yeah, For Bernay. Wait, did, did, did we have somebody from DSA on before? Yeah, no, no, no. You keep getting them confused, B. Oh, okay. You had we had a communist do on. Oh man, you know all white folks look alike. Oh, he was oh. black though. Oh yeah, oh, my, oh, bad. Oh, yeah. my bad, my bad. <laughs> anyway, who else we got? We got we got our Revolution Georgia. Our up Revolution in the house. Georgia's in the building. Oh. We also got WIGO AM fifteen seventy in the yeah, building. Yeah. Dougie, yeah. Dougie, yeah. representing. And then we got them and all of their three listeners in the building. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're going to have a good time. we have a good right. show. This is our intro. Um, we're going to get down to business in a minute. We're going to talk politics. We're going to yep. talk about uh, Bloomberg. We're going to talk, talk about, about Bloomberg. we got to hit Bloomberg. We're going to talk about Bernie. We're going to talk about Biden. Biden. All the different Democratic players yes. running up and trying to get that nomination from everybody. You know, the ill shit, I forgot so many people dropped out and shit. I was about to name some other folks. True. They ain't no, they no longer around. The motherfuckers shouldn't have dropped in. Ain't no more black folks in the race. Ain't that some shit? They ain't no, I'm not start surprised. With, start off with 38 black folks and now they got like they got zero. Or <laughs> ain't that like America. Anyway, <laughs> listen to Renegade Culture. And we will be back at you in a couple ticks. Boom. My philosophy of kings colossal. Messiah, 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 Messiah. 
Yo, we back on the air. Yes, we are live and direct. Oh, yeah. We got my man, Minister Server, in the building. Yeah, yeah. Server's in the building. Minister. Good Server? No doubt, man. I'm good to go. Yo, Okay. again, okay. glad to be here, ready for this conversation. Okay, right. ready for the world. Come on, how you feeling, man? Yo, I'm doing real good. You know what I'm saying? Out here with the people. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Getting back to the roots, the organizing roots. This look like roots. Although I never left. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you never left. What do you mean to look like Roots, V? I mean, you know, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> anyway, we also have a special guest here tonight. Who we got? The uh, scat right here. With Dougie the Abolitionist. Dougie the Abolitionist. Wait for the intro, V. From ah, Voices of, look, look voices at you, of the Descent. Look, wait, we wait for the intro. We, oh, we, we doing the intro. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Slow down, Dougie. Slow down, Dougie. You know what I'm saying? Six minutes, Dougie. Fresh your arm. Six minutes. You're wrong. Six minutes, Dougie. Just cut my shit off. Dougie the abolitionist. Dougie. Dougie's like, I'm a radio personality. I know how to handle this. He's like, fuck you, amateurs. But anyway, we have a man, as you as he just told y'all, Dougie the abolitionist in the building. Dougie, long time. Dougie the abolitionist. Give it up, give it up. Yeah, Long thank time you. Thank you. Thank you very organizer, much. activist, yes. you know what I'm saying? Then you went from ashy to classy. True that, true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes exactly. nasty. Look, you know what I'm saying? I was around. Too much right? info. Too much yes, info. I know. So anyway, my man Dougie, what's happening, man? How's it going? Hey, these are uh, critical and very, very serious times that we're living in. Okay. Um, whether it's massive inequality in America, these endless wars, uh, mass incarceration in America, Two and a half million people incarcerated, more than any place in the world. Uh, 80 to 100 million people in the United States now living with criminal records. Millions of people on the streets homeless. 500,000 people across this country I, I have no Doug, place to live. I asked Dougie how you feel. Kamal knows all about it. I know, man. I know. You brought, Dougie, Dougie brought me down right away. I was like, well, well goddamn, Dougie. Well, we already knew all that, call, Dougie. I'm about to call suicide hotline. I'm feeling exactly. fucked up. It's supposed to be an upbeat program. My man's like, fuck it. Let me Never just lay mind. out. I'm going to lay out all the stats we right away. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? I'm trying to add like some eight context Martians. to the situation. No, you're right. You're right. Just how dire the situation is. And you know, it was 70, de uh, 70 degrees this week in, in Antarctica. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that's right, true. 70 degrees in Antarctica. 70 degrees. Antarctica. This yeah. motherfucker, the weatherman. The, yeah, climate, the climate crisis is very, yeah, very it real. Is, it is. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, if we have five more years of Donald Trump, we may as well kiss this planet goodbye. And that's why uh, we're here today. Uh, to remind the, the state of Georgia that you have until February 24th mm -hmm. to register to vote, mm -hmm. to elect the, uh, uh, well, my, my, my suggested candidate would be Bernie Sanders, but of course you know uh, Michael Bloomberg is spending uh, millions and a gazillion dollars to uh, pay his way into the White House. Um, trying to see a pimp or something or what? So, so, so anyway, we, we just want the state of Georgia to know yeah. you have until February 24th to register. You can go to registertovote.sos.ga.gov, registertovote.sos.ga.gov, mm -hmm. and register to vote because we've had um, between 2,000, uh, let's see, when uh, uh, Brian Kent was in office, he purged 1.4 million voters in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And right now with this new uh, Secretary of State, he just purged 300,000. Yeah. So, so the this situation is, why, is very, very yeah. serious. We need to re-register these voters. If you've missed two election cycles, they mm -hmm. can purge you mm -hmm. off the voter rolls. 
they now they have the exact match system. Yeah. Um, you know, they they're looking for any and every excuse. Mm -hmm. They they attack the Supreme Court, uh, attack the Voting Rights Act, yeah. and so now we're dealing with the new Jim Crow Esquire. And this is why you did your you, you did this event right to make sure exactly. that folks can exactly. Come here, register to vote, know about voting deadlines, learn more about different candidates. Uh, and let's get into what's happening in the Democratic race right now, because we all know the Republican nominee is going to be Trump. Right. But on the Democratic side, you know, we get into this period. Uh, we have Biden, Sanders, Bloomberg, Kobeshaw, I might be saying her name wrong, Warren, and Buttigieg, right? Those are the leading candidates that we got. Um, and like you said earlier, it looks like Bloomberg is buying his way in. Right. Like they had the Democratic Party has now changed their rules around to allow him to participate in the next debate in Nevada. Um, he's got surrogates on the ground in every state. Uh, me and Minister Servant was talking about this. He is buying up black voices mm -hmm. yes. left and right, mm -hmm. just putting that money down on the table. I mean, he has um, everybody from Bobby Rush to uh, McBath here, uh, Jordan Davis's mom. Mm -hmm. um, and it, there's, it's, it's rumored that there are a number of different uh, uh, candidates who are swaying that way and we pray that they stay on the right side of uh, the barricades because of the fact that um, to me right now Trump the Bloomberg is like trading in uh, saying um, do I want Satan or Lucifer exactly. you know what I'm saying do I want to go to hell or to Hades you know what I mean so um, you know it, it's it is a dire strait. It is dire strait. Right. I mean, and, it's cr oh, go ahead. And, and you know, that's that's one of the reasons why we have to make sure that we're holding the people accountable. That's why voices like renegade culture and independent voices are really important. Because what you have to understand about the mainstream news, a lot of times it is fake news. It's slanted either one way or the other. You need people that are objective and independent right. to to get the real things that are going on the way that the people are thinking. So right now, for all these people that are even back in Bloomberg. What you have to realize is that this is just a money game. And don't be swayed by the things that are going on because the power is still with the people. You know, it was some wild shit I heard the other day, folks. You had a lot of uh, black folks yelling that, uh, you know, well, he apologized for stop and frisk. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? You've been victimized. Mm -hmm. if, 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 if someone rapes your mother and then you turn around and say, well, he apologized, does that make it any better? Hell no. Of course right. not. So the thing is, Stop and frisk. Uh, being from uh, the inner city, many times we've been stopped and frisked. Many times we've been slammed up against the wall. As a youth, I remember getting punched in the face by a cop when I was younger. It didn't work out too good, uh, uh, statute of limitation, I suppose. However, you know, I remember being attacked and, uh, and assaulted on numerous occasions. In Georgia, I mean not Georgia, in Chicago, I remember cases where they were sticking screwdrivers in people's rectum, in their ass, to search for drugs. You know what I'm saying? Screwdrivers. You know what I mean? So then you have someone like Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. with, with, and, and we know the history of the NYC. Five million uh, uh, black and Latino, mainly yeah. young men. And this motherfucker told me he's sorry. Violated. Right. Because of where they live, he said. Because they're poor. Yeah. You know, so and and folks don't know. Like, so there was a videotape. Let, let it go. Yeah, there was folks a recent videotape that came out that Bloomberg, who said he no longer endorsed this policy just several years ago, came out talking about why it was such an important and effective police policy, because his claim was that over 90% of the murders take place uh, not only in black and brown communities, but by young black men in particular. And so therefore, it was okay to throw them up against the wall, harass them, search them, arrest them, 
because they were searching for guns. And everybody knows, as an attorney who practiced in New York at the time and did civil defense, I mean, did um, criminal defense and civil rights work in actually a class action lawsuit against uh, the NYPD and the stop and frisk, over 99% or 98.7% of the stops and it never, never resulted in finding any guns whatsoever. So these acts were not about stopping right. any criminal act exactly. from taking place. What they were about were harassing people, That's taking right. data, terrorizing, terrorizing yeah. communities. Yeah. That's what yeah. these was about. And yes. then, you know, to even take it a step further, when you look at the number of white people that actually got caught with drugs and guns, it's more than the black and brown combined. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear those kind of conversations. So again, we have to be aware of what's happening with Bloomberg particularly. Like I said, the DNC, that's one of the challenges as well. It's not just about the candidates, it's about the DNC. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier who was saying that, you know, they still have this 20th century mindset. They are refusing to move forward, and if they don't wake up, it's going to cost them. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if you uh, heard this yesterday, uh, but a, a, a tape was released that uh, Bloomberg said basically he blamed the ending of racist redlining mm -hmm. for the, the housing crisis for the collapse of yeah, wall street so this whole thing is problems. people are about to like, like you said uh uh kamal rep replace a, a, a racist bigot with a another racist bigot right under a different uh, and allow this fool to spend millions and millions of dollars to buy his way into the White House. And, uh, and the problem is, when we go down the list, the other candidates ain't that much better. Most of the other candidates ain't that much better any, any, either way. I mean, you were well, you talking know, about... I, you know, I support, Ber I support Bernie Sanders. I, I know he's the most authentic candidate that we have. Uh, he's building a grassroots movement. Uh, 100,000, over 100,000 people uh, rallied with Bernie in California. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, then uh, the primaries in New Hampshire. He won the popular vote. He just won the vote in. Uh, uh, he just won in. Uh, uh, where was New the Hampshire. New Hampshire? And, and in Iowa, he had now, the popular vote. Yeah. Now he's about to win in Nevada, mm -hmm. and then he's gonna. Uh, but we'll see whether or not we'll the Democratic Party allows him to get that nomination exactly. if he comes out. So, if he's so, ahead. So this is where we're headed. We're headed to a Democratic convention, uh, uh, where. The, the DNC is going to try to uh, push Bloomberg on everybody mm -hmm. and deny all the grassroots work that Bernie's done in, in this movement that he's built. And, and, and then when that happens, mm -hmm. why, would the, why would any Bernie supporter go vote, vote for Mike Bloomberg? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen to Mike Bloomberg is going to end up losing yeah. to Trump. Mm -hmm. And sure. we're going to be... The situation is so critical. That's why I said the climate crisis. We only have less than eight years to cut our emissions in half around the planet. Right. If we get stuck with Donald Trump, the yeah, six the six mass extinction yeah. is yeah, going to continue. Yeah, the planet might be over. We we get that. Our, get our that. children and our yeah. children's children. We're going to come back and talk more about that. So yeah. hold hold on so hold on, Dougie. It's a very hold on, Dougie. It's a very so critical. train with you. Okay. Hold yes. on, it's hold on. Very critical situation, <laughs> folks. It's, it's segments we do. We cut oh, yeah. this we, up. We, do, we cut this up. We do segments. Dougie's like can. thirty minutes. He's, we, we like, he talking about eight years. I know. I'm saying. If you get your ass out there, microphone, we're all gonna be down, die, folks, <laughs> if we don't get our act together and get it. If you get your ass out there, see, turn that mic off, motherfucker. 
Yo, we better get coaching. We're going to come back in a, in a, go have with, a a new, with a new segment. There you go. And, and continue with this here. conversation. Renegade coach. <laughs> Is the system really beatable? I mean, I think we can beat the system. When we realize that the only way to beat the system is to not play their fucking game. Fuck they crack. Fuck all this us on us homicide. I mean, our unity beat the system every time. Coaches in the building, but we all gonna die. Die, oh, yeah. die. <laughs> Dougie, Dougie, Dougie and shit. So, Dougie you know. said we all gonna die. This motherfucker right Pay here. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. To the Armageddon, okay. like tomorrow and shit. Yeah, God, yeah. Like goddamn. So he's gonna kill his ass today. We sitting there. Yeah, so vacation and yeah, shit. You like, know what I'm saying? Like I don't care no more. It's like uh, it's, it's done. all just drink the Kool Aid. I spiked woo. everybody's water. Hold on. Like bro. calm down, Dougie. Woo. Yes. So anyway, woo. Got us back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, where are we today? We are at the block party. Okay, yeah. and it, man, listen. If you listening Break at home, boat. it is so many people up up in this motherfucker right here. It's mad people outside. Man, listen. They about to scream and shout and Chill. shout and scream. I I taught uh, some folks some things before we got started. I'm gonna see if they remember real quick. On the count of three, one, two, three. Fuck Trump. Oh, that oh. sound real good. Let me try it again. We need everybody that was late at the party. One, two, three. Fuck Trump. And for those who are listening, listening, land. It, yes, it is correct. Fuck Trump. And if you from where we from, motherfuck Trump. Anyway, um, we have a special guest in the building tonight. We have several guests. We, we have, have several guests up here. We have activists and organizers, folks doing some civic engagement work who I know they are nonpartisan, so they did not participate in the fuck Trump chant. So yes, I just want to make that clear, right? Yeah. We have other folks who are definitely partisan. They're here supporting a particular candidate. They we want to get into like civic engagement, and we want to talk about what's happening with their particular candidate. So yeah. let's start with this young brother over here. Tell us who you are and what you represent. My name is Juwan Barber, and I work with the New Georgia Project. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, and we just want to make sure everybody's vote is heard and that we fight against voter suppression that's going on in Georgia and just around the country as a whole. I like that. Right My I, man, I, he I came with it. He didn't do the Dougie. Got a deep voice too. I'm, uh, I'm Alexander Hernandez. Uh, I'm an organizer with the Metro Atlanta DSA, um, currently with the DSA for Bernie campaign. And we're just out knocking doors, been knocking doors for a few months now, talking to people, making sure that they get out to vote March 24th for our guy, Bernie. Uh, we've hit over 6,000 doors at this point, and we're just, that, that's the key, talking to people, making sure they get out and so uh, hit know 6, what's going doors? on. Yep. Oh man, y'all hit more doors than the police. With BM. <laughs> <laughs> that's a goal at any rate. Uh, I'm Ben Webb, also with uh, MADSA for Bernie, um, and we're out here supporting our man Bernie because we know that if we're actually going to get any of this stuff done, like the depressing shit that Dougie was talking about, uh, we're actually going to need to build a movement. You know, even if we get Bernie in, we've got to have people out there 24-7 knocking doors, you know, and forcing the establishment to actually do what needs to be done here. Mm-hmm. Like Dougie was saying, I echo everything, every depressing word that he was saying <laughs> earlier. Gee, we are running out of time. Mm-hmm. And Bernie is the guy who can actually take it to the man, to the fossil fuel companies who are destroying this planet and getting something done. Mm-hmm. Okay. My name is Krupesh. I'm the chair of Our Revolution Georgia. We're trying to get people engaged in their local politics and uh, support Candace down ballot and also, you know, Bernie Sanders on the top. Uh, so we have two candidates. We endorse Nabila Islam in the 7th Congressional District and Michael Owens in the 13th Congressional District. 
Cool, man. Well, thank all of y'all for being here. We appreciate it. For, the, for those of you who are in listening land, you guys see these guys. They look like the new Avengers and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these motherfuckers look like some superheroes and shit. Yeah. Ben Webb's like, hi, I'm Ben Webb. At night, I turn into fucking <laughs> the new Spider-Man from Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my man, uh, what's your name again? Crew Patch. Crew Earlier, my man called him fruit passion and shit because this motherfucker here. Oh, my hearing yeah, is bad. You, goddamn my hearing is bad. I'm old. I'm old. He ain't, he ain't fucking around. He said, I am from our revolution. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And they not playing. In other words, uh, you got a crew and we will fuck y'all up. That's right. Bernie so Bros. Don't, don't get, Bernie don't get bros. twisted up in Anyway, um, I want, we want to learn a little bit about the organizations that you are representing. So for folks that's listening, because a lot of times we have a lot of folks who are uh, uh, politically, uh, how can I say this? Novices. Apolitical. Novices. You know what I mean? Novices, and yeah, they're, they're not familiar with a lot of things going on. So break down what, uh, you know, you give us that very white voice, but uh, kind of make sure we can hear that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so basically on a daily basis, six days a week, we go out, get people to register to vote. New registers, people who are already registered, we like to get them to update their registration cards because, as we know, it's been a lot of voter suppression and there's been a lot of purges going on. And with that, specifically against the lower class of society, there's a lot of people that don't have a voice within politics, and I feel like if you don't have a voice, you can't make anything change. So with doing this, we pretty much help the community become more politically inclined with the knowledge that we give them and the things that we tell them and the importance that stands with being able to vote and using voting as a tool to make things change. You're, you're 19 years old. What, what got you into uh, this type of thing? Because the average 19-year-old, you know, um, we, don't, we don't see out here knocking on doors, right. you know what I mean? Oh, bro, I was 17, not 19. Oh, you want to tell the story? <laughs> tell it real story. No, I wasn't doing no B and E's. I don't steal. I kill. <laughs> anyway, this is that. Uh, so basically, my brother Kobe got me into the job, and when he got me into the job, they were just doing canvassing. So I didn't really know a lot about politics, but being in the job, learning from my supervisors and the people around me at the job, that takes it more seriously. I started to take it more serious, started diving into the knowledge more and learning more about why it's important to vote. And it was a time where I went to go poll watch and just seeing how there wasn't really any people like me bringing their kids before school to go vote and see them with their parents going to, yeah, going to vote. You, you can say that here's legal. Okay, okay. You can say black. Cool. Well, you can say black, brother. Right, well, cool seeing, black folks. He's we know the ED and say she's down with black people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, seeing, black. Yeah. <laughs> seeing how black people don't bring their kids to vote or even tell them the importance of it, I think that's a crutch that we all put on each other. And I think that's the reason why a lot of the things that we complain about don't get changed because we don't know the importance of voting. We think it's just something that's not going to change anything. And I think we also think too much about how voting is – it's – shown as just this big federal thing but with voting you can change a lot of local things like how weed is legal in certain states but it's federally illegal you can change things if you vote on that if you care that much about something if you want to do something without having to risk your freedom you use voting as a tool as an ends to a mean i feel like i like how my man started off the first thing he said you know Weed is legal in certain places. He want to know who going to legalize the weed. I'm with you, brother. I don't know who you voting for, but let me know. But anyway, uh, tell us about DSA, Democratic Socialist Yeah, um, well, here, uh, Metro Atlanta chapter, uh, we've been around uh, 14 years now. 
Uh, nationally, the DSA is the largest uh, socialist organization in the country. Um, and what we believe in is that we want to see a society where workers have a say at work and in government. So that, that's, that's what we're trying to build. Um, and my goal here locally is to connect with folks who've been doing this for a, a long time. I mean, a lot of folks uh, just, it blew up in 2016 because Bernie Sanders, but you know what? There's socialists a lot before him. So especially in this town, there's all sorts of organizations that we try to elevate their work, plug in our folks into the work that's going on locally to, to just be there, to just be there because that's how we're going to get it done by just mobilizing and agitating and staying there inside outside plan, right? We get some folks elected and then we're out on the streets making sure that those folks that we got elected do what they said they were going to do. Um, and that's how we're going to do it, just by talking to people, mobilizing folks, identifying people to organize, identifying people to take more ownership of what we're doing and, and grow from there together. So that's, that's what is our goal with the Bernie for uh, DSA for Bernie campaign, like Ben uh, said earlier, we know it's gonna, it's no matter who gets elected, they're not gonna do anything unless that mass movement is there agitating and saying, no, we want the whole pie. We're tired of getting scraps. We're tired of seeing the rich succeed over and over. I mean, my entire lifetime, we've seen wealth go to the, the folks who don't do any work mm -hmm. while working people are starving and dying broke. Mm -hmm. So th that's gotta change and that's what, that's my goal, and that's why I'm a part of this organization. That's what we're doing. All right. Cool. In the game. Uh, as usual, Alexander has, has made some excellent points, and I'm just going to try to provide some color. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, one of the really important things we could do, um, I, I grew up in the Midwest, right, you know, and after the last election, you saw Michigan, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, all of those folks flipped the thing and gave us the monster that we got in the Oval Office now, right? And the thing that Donald Trump did, right, was he went to the Midwest and he told all of those people who was screwing them over. Now, he, he did it in a horrible way, and it's all, you know, Mexicans and somehow Canada, I don't know, you know, the Chinese, whoever the hell he's blaming this week. But he told them a story where, uh, you know, they were victims in the story and they could be heroes by taking it back. And that's why I think, you know, left politics, Bernie Sanders, you know, having that class analysis is so important. Because we can say, you know, I can tell you who is screwing each and every one of you over. It is rich people like Michael Bloomberg and Donald Trump, and we need to fight back against them. You know, like when you have that message, I think it's so important and it's important to tell people, you know, a story about how they can fight. Thank you. Uh, so tell us I about guess, our revolution. Yeah, sure. Our revolution is the movement of the 2016 Bernie campaign to get people engaged in their local politics uh, and push for progressive causes and values. Uh, you know, just locally here, I live in Gwinnett. There's an issue called 287G, which allows the sheriff's department to deputize uh, and enforce immigration law. Mm -hmm. So 25% of the deportations through the 287G program are in Gwinnett. So things like that. People need to know that. And it's like, it's not just a waste of money. It's like immoral. It's mm -hmm. We should be, you know, caring for people, not locking them up and throw them away, especially when our country was the reason they're so politically unstable from like pushing you know capitalist profits to overthrow governments and things like that and, and so it's really hypocritical especially our kind of role in polluting the planet we're the most mass polluters in the whole world so, so things like that uh, getting people elected for office uh, 
and holding them to progressive values. So that's important, you know. People who live there locally know their the issues the best and can interact with the candidates the most. Yo, that was some good stuff there. So we're going we're going to come back with another segment. I do want to continue some of this conversation cuz I want to ask I want to add, get into like the socialism, the democratic socialist of America thing a little bit. And then we have some other guests that are going to come on also. So we're going to take another break and we're going to come back in a few seconds with another segment of Renegade Culture. Renegade Culture is in the building. They say pain is weakness, leaving the body. I got strong last year. It was a workout party as things progress. And work out for me. I see a lot of dudes working, but they work is just corny. It ain't working for me. They better off working for me. I get the net working like a person as nerdy as Philip and me, Wally. Vivid in the big leagues, probably higher than Doc Ellis. Always did it for the field. Now I do it the clock cheddar. A lot better than your very best. Very fresh, still in the earth, bro. When you feeling the verse flow in a different taste. Cause I spit it from a different place. Ancient language on my lips, never replaced. Keeping the pace, make your heart race like the heat in your face. It's a close call. What's that? The Renegade coaches in the building. Yo, we back for another segment. How's everybody feeling? We good out there? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Let, let me see if y'all still work. One, two, three. Fuck, Okay, all right. make sure. We still, like on pop. still on point. Say everybody it doing chest. that? Say it from your chest. No. Yes. Anyway, we are live in Little Five Points here in Atlanta for the block party. Shoot that. Uh, break the vote. And it, we break the vote. Break, break the vote. Breaking the vote. And we have uh, a number of different people here. We're going to have some breakers here in a minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We got my man, Mr. Cool, just joined us. True that. And this yeah. lovely family, alongside my man, Quick. What? You know what I'm saying? And, and Sheba and the whole Toma family. We got my man, Wayne, in the building. Wayne over there looking like he cooling in peppermint. You know what I'm saying? In the back. True. That's Dougie's boy. You know what I mean? It's a family affair. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we're here with the New Georgia Project, DSA for Bernie. We have... Some of the DSA folks joining us again. I told y'all they was like Avengers and whatnot. So yeah, we got, yeah. Uh, they say we got more socialist shit to talk about. So yeah, we're we gonna, we gonna pop about this shit. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what, what's good, y'all? We um. And we wait, wait a minute though. We, we'll be joined by one more brother, my yes. man Sankar, who's yes. also DSA, also community movement builders. Yes, yeah, Sankar uh, just said, uh, if I wasn't Jamaican, then why would I wear this hat? True, true, true. So let's get down and continue the conversation. So we wanted to, you were just going to ask some questions about what's yeah, happening. Yeah, we were yes. talking about, you know, this is the uh, DSA for, for uh, Bernie, and we were talking about, you know, break down the whole democratic socialist thing, because a number of times when, when people hear the word socialist, I think they confuse it with communists. And of course, the Trump side does all that it can to confuse people with that. So break down, you know, what is the, the uh, democratic socialist really about? Well, um, Good question. Uh, honestly, when it's coming from the opposition, it's never going to be in good faith. So one good thing about having someone like Bernie Sanders at the top of the ticket is he's going to neutralize that argument. Because no matter who wins the nomination, they're going to come at him like, oh, they're socialists. They're all socialists. I mean, they're calling Barack Obama socialists and mm -hmm. communists. They're saying the ACA was going to be government taking over health care. And that's what we're dealing with. So when we know that that's, that's their arguments, one way to neutralize it is owning it. So yeah, I'm a democratic socialist, he's gonna say, and turn around and right away point out the fact that the corporatists and the Republicans and the right wing has been distributing wealth from working people to the top earners for 40 plus years. So you call them corporate socialists, whatever you wanna label them, you neutralize that. You say that, oh, they're already doing it. 
they just are screwing all the workers. Mm -hmm. So what we want to see is a society where workers have a say, like I said, both in work and in government. And th that's, that's the key distinction, and that's how you'll be able to navigate that world. I mean, they're, they're going to call all sorts of names, and they always do, mm -hmm. right? Let's just dig deep with our socialism. I don't, like, I, for the general public, they care about what the right wing side says. For those on the left, sometimes we care about how socialist is socialist, right? So right. a lot of times we talk about the democratic socialist um, as socialist light, whether or not the democratic socialist like that or not. But, right, right. Um, but folks want to dig deep sometimes, because even Bernie, when he talks about socialism, he likes to refer to European socialism. Right, right. But he doesn't ever refer to Cuba, Venezuela, right. mm -hmm. um, other places that has also practiced socialism with varying degrees of success. And so people get worried by that sometimes from the left perspective of whether or not Bernie Sanders digs deep enough and is true enough to sort of his socialist roots to sort of represent what socialism is supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from the get-go, to a lot of my leftist friends, we know, I mean, for me, he's a compromise from the get-go still. So we know that there, he's just opening that world where, where we're at now, right? The overtone window has shifted to a degree that I'm going to doors and actually talking to folks about abolition in their doorstep because the abolish ICE movement, that opened up that door to open up people's minds. It's like, no, don't just reform this. We got to get rid of it and start all over. So that's where we're at, where, we, you know, we, we are, I guess the old school cats from the DSA say we, we are at the left of the possibles that, that, that they would call it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that frontier of what is possible has shifted so much with folks like Bernie and AOC, Alexandria Alexandria Cortez, mm -hmm. that we're just beginning to see what's possible. And there's so much more room now for these ideas that were once seen unheard of like I honestly that whole abolition idea I never thought in my lifetime I would see it accepted in the mainstream and it's it's becoming more and more you know you had your right for so long saying let's abolish the IRS that they've systemically made it where it only goes after poor people and leaves the rich alone that we just got to counter that by ourselves saying we're going to abolish ICE then we're going to abolish the whole goddamn uh, prison system but you know that this just starts and, and it's definitely a start but I think abolition with us would be abolishing this whole uh, system of uh, democratic fascism as a whole. Because I think that we, uh, when we talk about abolition, if you're going to abolish, you know, go all the way out. Don't just dance on the thing and say, okay, let's deal with this part or let's deal with that part. We got to deal with the entire uh, illness, not just the symptoms. You understand what I'm saying? We can't just caught, get caught on saying that, uh, you know, uh, well, police brutality is the issue or uh, uh, hunger is the issue. No, it's white supremacy as a whole. Imperialism as a whole is the problem. And until we abolish that, you know, we'll be Putin in the wind, as the elders say. Um, yeah, I guess I could say I'm like, you know, somewhat in between the two. Um, when I, uh, you brought up socialism. When I, when I think of socialism, I, I mean, me personally, I, I am a communist, you know. Mm -hmm. DSA is, a, you know, called a, called a Big Ten organization. Uh, some of us are more democratic socialists. Some of us identify as communists. And I'm on that communist wing. But I also understand the fact of, uh, like you said, like the, the left of what's possible, that you know, dem certain democratic socialists are opening people's minds to more radical ideas. And I think it's through, through action and through practice, people actually learn that they can ask for more. I mean, if you bring up socialism to most people, or maybe most people even like to the left, whether it be liberal, they say, oh, well, that sounds good, mm -hmm. but is it possible, or what does that mean? And I think through, through the struggle is that how we show, like, no, this is actually possible. Um, 
And so, yeah, but I, I do believe we need to abolish the whole system. But within the meantime, you know, you do work on reforms. And while working on reforms and, you know, organizing with people, you can, like, show them it's like, hey, this is how this is connected. And this is, you know, guiding them on the path of, like, okay, we've gotten rid of ICE. It's like, okay, well, if we can get rid of ICE, maybe there's a possibility we could get rid of the prison system, you know. But if you can't get rid of ICE, regardless of how you feel, you're not going to get rid of the prison system. If okay. That, if that makes sense. Let, let's play Cracker's Advocate. Uh, Bloomberg. What are your thoughts on Bloomberg? He's the devil. Uh, <laughs> he's horrible. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to begin on that one. I, I mean, I think that, you know, if you took Donald Trump and you made him slightly less of an idiot, but just as evil, you'd get Mike Bloomberg. You know, like the, the beautiful and horrible thing about Donald Trump is he takes all of those ugly things that, that ho the worst white people say on the inside and just says them out loud all the time without thinking about it twice, which, you know, as a leftist is kind of wonderful because I can just be like, do you hear what he's literally saying right this second? He wants right. to build a concentration camp, right? I, I mean, that is powerful stuff right there when it's right on the surface. Right. But, you know, I mean, you get Bloomberg in there and, you know, it, it's all of the, the billionaire money and the trying to buy politics, but, you know, back under the Democratic cover of like, oh, let's, you know, let's just be liberal. Everything's going to be fine here. Have your tiny little crumbs. You know, so I, I, I think that he represents something very insidious within the Democratic Party, and we should all be worried. But on the other hand, I'm almost looking forward to Bernie versus Bloomberg, because I think it is such a stark contrast, and uh, I think it's almost an easier fight than, uh, you know, Bernie versus Buttigieg or Klobuchar or something like that, where, you know, there is less to criticize, where there is a whole volume on Bloomberg that we can go after. So one, of the, one of the critiques of Bernie from the black community standpoint is that he's been good on issues of um, wages, health care, mm -hmm. but he hasn't been good at all at speaking to the larger black community mm -hmm. in a real, let's say, down-to-earth right. fashion that doesn't sound like it's talking points. Like Bernie was here a little while ago, actually, and this is like an off-the-cuff statement he was making and he sort of referenced, you know, all white people in Mississippi aren't racist kind of thing. And it was like, <laughs> like, yeah. And then the whole room moaned. We all laughed at Yeah, that. because it was like, like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Um, right, just so, like when, uh, when uh, he was on the Breakfast Club and they asked him about the black agenda and reparations. He was like, well, what is reparations? And kind of, you know, dismissed it. Whereas, as we talked about, H.R. 40 has been around since 1989. Mm -hmm. So if you are in the, uh, you are already elected official. For you to act, act like you don't know what that is, that's a problem for black people. And, and that's one of the things that Bernie has, has not been being real about. And again, with him having Nina Turner on his team, that's helping him out a lot. But he has a long way to go to uh, effectively communicate with black people in a, in, a, in a language and in a voice that they hear. So what are they doing to actually deal with that from that way? That's that's been one of the biggest critiques he's had all along, and I mean I was there at that at that at the CWA hall, and we laughed, we laughed at him because he, he, we we've lived down here, we've seen it, we've seen white supremacy take hold, we saw an election get stolen here by the white supremacists, so so we know it too well. Um, it's one of those things where he's going to have to be consistently pushed, you know, consistently put on the specifics. You know, I'm weak on a lot of things, and, and especially with regards with the nuance of how does this affect one community over another. 
and that's just what we're, we're learning all together. And our goal is to make sure that we get the power and get people around him with power and get people at every other level with power who knows what, what, what needs to happen. Who passed HR, is it HR 40, right? You passed that, that's the one that just sets up essentially just to look at reparations, from my understanding. So it's like so basic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So so it's like, so 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 we, we got a long ways to go. And honestly, you know, the only having these conversations and not letting it up, you, you know, once he wins, it's like, no, we're still not going to let up, pass this one, and then go beyond it. Because, like I said, we're at the very, edges of what is possible and we want to go way beyond that because yeah that's only scratching the surface we want to thank you all for coming and uh and, and supporting uh you know renegade culture podcast and also this push to register folks to vote we recognize that uh february 24th is the last day to register here in the state of georgia so um it is good to see so many young folks coming out and uh to see you all do your work you listen to renegade culture podcast we're going to be right back at you in a few ticks. Kalanji Jamachanga, the mighty, honorable, most talented individual to ever touch the microphone in the state of confusion. Don't start this again. Yes, definitely in the state of confusion. Yo, this is Kamal K. Franklin, <laughs> both the, the intelligent one, the yes. Billiken one, yes. the revolutionary one, yes. the, they call me one. They just call me one. Yes, they, he's the most, all of that is when he's in his own bathroom. Anyway. And, and uh, I am Minister Servant. I'm just happy to be here with these two media giants. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and we didn't pay Minister Servant to say that. Anyway, that's the shortest intro Minister Servant ever gave us. You ain't lying. I was like, what? I, I was confused. That's nobody pays him. That's why. Nobody. <laughs> Where's my chat? Anyway, um, we've had uh, a number of different guests. We had the New Georgia Project. We had Our Revolution. And what was the other crew? Democratic, Democratic Socialist Socialism yeah. America. Yeah. DSA. Kamal's phone rung and it threw me off course. My I was bad. like, what's going on? But anyway, our next guest, these are some folks that we've known for years. This is family. family. We got yeah. the family in the building. You know what I mean? We got my sister Sheba in the building. Give it up for Sheba. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, she was the first sister to touch the microphone tonight. Oh, this is true. Yes. That's a horrible thing. What's going on? I, I had that observation, but I, you know. Focus yeah. on the positive. That's why we got you in here. We ain't yeah. want no problems. Yeah. Just know that I was the guy that picked the guests. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> also to Sheba's left, we got my man, my main, my main man. You know what I'm saying? Aww. Oh man, this cat right here, straight, straight out of the the the, 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 the bowels right of the Bronx. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want y'all to give it up for my man, King Zulu Quick is in the building. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And Who else we got? without a doubt, to his left, we got Mr. Cool. our other brother. Uh -oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cooler than peppermint. Cooler than a, a polar bear's toenails. Cooler than 
I ain't gonna tell you how cool he is because his wife and child's here. However, he's so cool they call him Mr. Cool. Mr. Cool's in the building. What up? Yo, 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 peace, peace. Give it up. These these people right here are family. Give it up for my family, please. Family. Family. It is safe to say at this table right here, we have some of Atlanta's uh, greatest representatives of hip hop at this one table. Anytime you got server, quick, cool, Sheba, and we gonna throw Kamal and in Kamal there. Kamal, be bad. You know he listen to country hip hop attorney. Yo, what, what am I hip hop attorney? I'm over here on the separate oh, island oh, over oh, here. Oh, 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 real. Oh, this is back me. Man, the, the sounds are so good, vibrating man, from the streets. We cannot forget the honorable king of the vibration. Yeah, doctor, king of the beat. Yeah, yeah, let's you know get it. It's just that he's been, so, he's been so quiet today. We ain't used hey, to that. Hey, you know, when y'all talk about there. politics, I, you know, I, I think a little different. I think a little different on politics. Different? Yeah. What would you be thinking about? See, we ain't going to get into that. We're going to talk about this hip hop that's in the building. Ah, it's still yeah. bigger than hip hop. Okay, so um, today, you know, we've used hip hop as a tool as always. Um, the name of this joint today was called Break Out the Vote. So, how are we gonna break out the vote without folks that break? You know what I'm saying? We got the B-boys <laughs> and B-girls in the building, so we made that literal. Um, tell us, like, what are some of the things going on? We know that we have Toma Fit, that's yeah. the, uh, the nonprofit you piece. You about that you first? Go that? ahead, Sheba. No, I do. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming out to this event. We're grateful and privileged to be a part of it. I am a co-creator with my husband, my partner, my lover, my best friend, Aww. and the pain in my side sometimes, but I'm grateful for the lessons he gives me. Aww. And uh, we co-created uh, a nonprofit organization, community force organization called TOMA, T-O-M-A, which means to give, TOMA Fit, and we focus on character development um, through the physical movement and physical arts, for primarily for children ages 5 through 12. Um, in this in this section in this in this season and uh, we love what we do we're we're grateful to be able to work with the children we learn from them they bring so much joy and light into our lives and we it's brought us together also as a couple and understanding mm -hmm. peace love unity and having fun that's a real thing mm -hmm. um, and just yeah we're so I'm uh, has have been indoctrinated in a sense into hip-hop culture through my husband who's been an advocate and a brother's keeper for a very long time yeah. That's right on. Yeah, so Toma Fit, cultivating your physical and emotional intelligence. That's our focus, you know, and uh, we want to make sure that we cultivate and acknowledge physical intelligence as well because often our physical intelligence gets targeted as entertainment. Um, and so we want to cultivate physical intelligence that allows you to uh, segue into the development of emotional intelligence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you get to know your body, then your mind's already done the work, right? You know, so the more that we do with our body, the more you do, the better you. And so we want to show people how to use their bodies in natural ways, ways that matter from here to infinity, to here to your passing. Simple things like sitting down and standing up properly. You know, same goes with martial arts, dancing, self-awareness, confidence, um, communication, and self-discipline which is a thing that we've all challenged with, even with myself, with my temper and my mm -hmm. issues. And, you know, I've had to take numerous amounts of reassessments of who I am, what I am, and what I'm becoming as an adult, you know? And a lot of people don't do that. Mm -hmm. They get stuck where they are. Yeah, so we just we want to cultivate that. The reason we have Brother Mr. Cool here yeah. is because Mr. Cool is an extension in that through Capoeira Angola, as well as popping, as well as breaking. But he also is uh, the focus of really having 
cool by our side is that we're focused about what we do with the bodies. He's focused on what you put in the body. Right up, right up. Miss Cool's a brilliant brother too. Before before you say that, I've been knowing Mr. Cool and and the whole family for quite a while. Mr. Cool is a serious um, uh, researcher. You know what I mean? His whole entire family. Um, he's telling about his grandfather who was working on uh, a new fuel system. You know what I mean? Which we we'll talk to you about that as well. George Washington Carver and shit. Hey, he, he might be. <laughs> all right, all right. A new fuel system. I like that. Well, right. not, not a new fuel system, but dealing with vegetables and so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, man, tell us about about, about yourself. Ed is a dope mechanic. Don't forget that part. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a Renaissance oh, man. man. He does I, everything. I, apparently, I can't never get him to fix my car, but he's a, he's oh, a mechanic. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, thank you so much for that uh for that introduction. Um, really humbled by um you know um. Your assessment of everything I've always been been about doing, et cetera. So my name is Jabari Ashe, um, aka Mr. Cool, uh, a member of the Funk Lords Worldwide, Mighty Zulu Kings Worldwide, in regards to hip hop culture, et cetera. A uh, member of the Morristown Temple of America, Temple Number 19, um, and I'm also a part of an organization called OHY, Organic High Yield, uh, established by Majumbe Ashe, my grandfather. And the 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 aim of the organization is. Um, Fuels, fibers, and foods produced organically. So that's why we say organic high yield is because the things that we, want, we aim to grow in regards to the agriculture industry, um, you want to be able to produce something on a high yield uh, for the volume or either the, or either the um, it, uh, what is it, the, the profit margin. Mm -hmm. um, and our aim is to do it commercially. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about commercial scale, then we can be able to uh, Produce the you know economic infrastructure yeah, yeah. to be able to have economics to say okay if, if we got a problem with schools we want to build our own schools where well, you need yeah. finance to build your own schools yeah. on so so you know healthcare so on and so forth mm -hmm. um, but also as my brother Quick's mentioning in regards to what you put in your body so we work with uh, Habesha Inc we work with Truly Living Well um, and my grandfather's longtime um, you know uh, associates and good friends with uh, Rashid Nuri etc you know he's one of the elders in in regards to the agriculture uh, the urban ag community and connecting connecting it to the need for us be, to be able to have resources that we need in regards to land or um, so landowners mm -hmm. or either farmers uh, something that has always been you could say a staple in regards to Asiatics so-called black people etc here in the United States um, different economic I mean different ethnic groups have their I guess you could say their trades or their staples that we generally know those groups for uh, in regards to our people um, agriculture has always been a thing. So when you mentioned George Washington Carver, mm -hmm. you know he alone saved the economy of the South mm -hmm. at the time. So, um, so I just want to um, say real quick, thank you again for having me on. Uh, and what we're doing in regards to agriculture, we got to be able to aside from feed ourselves uh, and have the knowledge in regards to health, etc. Um, we want to be able to produce things on a scale that, or in a way that can also fund what we need to do for ourselves. So. You know, it, it's um, it's, it's very important. Uh, we we talk, we're here talking about uh, the election. Uh, excuse me, Dougie, can you shut the fuck up? We record live. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's Dougie, the promoter. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna what, die. Yeah, we're gonna die. We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, he interrupted our shit. You know, so he do his part. We don't mess with his radio show. He doing his thing. He come up with our joint. Want to interrupt us? <laughs> anyway. So um, it, the things that you're talking about is very important. We're talking about breaking out the vote. One thing that, um, that we do, 
is we talking about nation building. Mm -hmm. And you can't have any type of electoral politics without us having this backup plan, and that's what I see from you all. Yeah. So we, we're definitely happy to have you on. Unfortunately, time-wise, we yeah. ran over, but we definitely yeah. want to have you all back on. You know what I'm saying? Your family, you got an open-door policy. You know what I mean? So, and we definitely want to learn more about, you know, the work that uh, you was just speaking on. And, um, and of course, fitness, that's, that's what yeah. we're doing. Mm -hmm. So um, look, look to hear quick, uh, Sheba and Mr. Cool soon. Right. You know what I mean? On Renegade Culture Podcast, you know what I mean? They're definitely uh, some assets. Yeah. The, the thing I loved about this particular show today is we have a lot of young folks. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And we have young folks who are active in our community. Mm -hmm. I can attest to your work because of the fact that I've seen, seen you in action. It's not just a situation where you just showed up and I'm right. like, hey, y'all sound good. Mm -hmm. The rap is real. You know what I mean? Right um, you know, and salute to the family over here. Yes. You know, they got, got, got baby Beautiful girl who's family. one and a half years old today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, along with Mr. Koo's wife, who, who my brain, I ain't seen her so long. She got a haircut, so I can't yeah. even say her name right now. So, quick, gonna help me out. You know what I mean? Miss Koo's gonna help me out. Jasmine Ashe. Jasmine Ashe. I'm tripping. Yeah, she got the Ashe. They got Ashe. Right on, right on. And both of these couples have gotten married over the last five years, right? Yeah, we have. You know, yeah. and I've seen, whoo, good God, I was at Quick Wedding, and boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it, it, I was so happy, I almost cried. Oh, did he eat up all your food? I tried. He used to eat up all the food, you know what I'm saying? I tried to. No, he laughing hard on that. He's like, yeah. Breathed up all that. He's like, that nigga was up in there. Yeah, I was up in there, boy. He's up in the macaroni and cheese, and he wouldn't get out. I place before the place was served. But anyway, definitely, man, y'all keep that black love, black family alive. True that. Um, we, and we'd like to thank all the folks who came out. My man Tut's in the building over there. You know True. what I'm saying? And if you know Tut, we call him ODT, and that's Old Dirty Tut. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wouldn't even pay attention. He like saluting. He like, that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to my man Wayne, Dawn, and all the good folks who came out here today. We appreciate y'all. Renegade Coach in the building. Check us out. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.org, iTunes, Apple, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Spotify, Instagram, Instagram, right. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Spotify need to be updated, but yeah. Oh damn! No. I don't, I don't, uh, Spotify frontners they only put two episodes on it. Anyway, uh, catch us all on all those places over the game. Yeah, all y'all, right, we out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Matter of fact, we about to take it to the music right now. We got some breaks. You break are listening to Renegade Culture Podcast with Kalanji. People and son, come on, son.